Yeah, that's recording then. Right, lads, yeah. welcome to Triggered Reds. Another day, another defeat around field. This time, <laughs> arch rivals Everton. And um, 21 years, so it was going to happen sooner or later, wasn't it? You know, 22, weren't it? 22, yeah. So I lost count. It was that um, thing going on. 99, yeah. Kevin Campbell. I can still remember that. Everton fan in the track, he jumping in the cop when it went in, but yeah, it was going to happen sooner or later, wasn't it? The um, the end of an era, basically. Yeah, I know today we've uh, probably been building it up now over like two or three videos. I know we've got Jamie on today, who's a uh, big Everton fan, and obviously he's quite all right as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't have him on. Um, but you're I must right. admit, you're as right. the goal going in, what's that? The writer as well for the Times or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All times. <laughs> so, so you mentioned that on your last video at the end. I'd forgot about that to be honest with you. I thought we were just getting on some no mark, but um, obviously he's got a, got a bit of clout. But as the goals were going in yesterday, especially when the penalty went in, I thought, "Fucking hell!" As if I've got to wake up tomorrow and do a podcast with the blue nose after the fourth home fucking loss on the spin. And then Everton beating us. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. But welcome to Jamie, resident Blue Nose. Yeah, cheers for having me. It's been a longer wait. I think I was speaking to stay about like last May about coming on, just after lockdown started. Um, so yeah, it's been a long time coming and a good time to come on, obviously, for me. Oh, you're going to do it after Atletico, the Madrid game last year. I think it was like right before the derby and then you were like, Oh shit, Arteta's got coronavirus and then it just escalated and the league fell apart. So then we were like, couldn't do it, but here we are. But um I thought yesterday though, like I said on my preview, if Everton play better than us, then I'm not really that bothered anyway. And that's that's what happened really. Again, Liverpool, no clear cut chances in, in a sense, the way the Rich Arlison chance came about. It's a clear shot in on goal ball in behind we just don't create them anymore and um, if we did we'd probably put them away but we're so predictable to play against now it's easy to set up against when you got someone like Ancelotti as well that's like food and drink for him isn't it that type of stuff those tactics if Sean Dyche can do it like I'm not saying he's played like Burnley but I mean if Sean Dyche can outmastermind out Klopp then it's Ancelotti's going to have no problem doing it really yeah, the best team probably won yesterday. I mean, I must admit, I've just read an article there uh, on Sky Sports News and it said, uh, terrific Everton, you know, outshine Liverpool. I mean, terrific's a stretch uh, in my humblest of opinions. I don't think Everton played fantastic, but they were resolute. They were solid defensively. They took the chances when they came. I'm not one to say anything about the, the VAR decision or anything, but what I, what I will say is, the game was done, whether that penalty went or not. That game was done. Everton were winning 1-0. It was as simple as that. And he deserved it um, yesterday. I mean, with, with us, so many cowardly players on the park. No one's got any guile or craft um, or any intention to do anything that's dynamic. Everything's so one-dimensional. And, Jamie, I wanted to ask you, um, when you were when you're watching like Liverpool come up, against Everton now on the run that they're on and the way the players are playing. What player do you or what players do you think are a threat when you're looking at that team? Other than the obvious with, with Salah, but when he's standing Digny up or Dean or whatever, we can never say his fucking name. 
Do, do you think he's going to do him? Because I don't. Lucas Dinner. <laughs> well, him and Marnie are the ones that you're worried about, but it's more that's more based on their reputation and what they've done in the past rather than how they've been playing in recent months. Um, and I said to Steve, Steve messaged me yesterday and it was 1-0 and Salah missed the one-on-one with Pickford. Um, when Shakiri put him in. Yeah, I remember. It's only yesterday, Steve. He messaged me after that saying this is finishing 1-0. By the way, there's absolutely no way we're scoring, but obviously I, I, my blood pressure was to the roof for the entire game thinking that we were just going to throw it away. Like I just kept on expecting us to score, but I think if I could have took like me all my emotions of the game away if I wasn't an, an Everton fan or a Liverpool fan and watching it I probably would have thought Liverpool are toothless here yeah if you're watching that as the neutral the, the writing's on the wall and that's what I said to you as soon as Salah it's it straight to Pickford it was a good save he made himself big but that was it then from a Liverpool perspective if, if that doesn't go in then we're not getting anything out of the game so your most, your most um, threatening player was Trent yeah, it was his best. He had his best game. I'd agree with you on that. He did in a good while, yeah. And I said in the preview, ironically, I only figured it out after I'd done it that both teams had the best chance of scoring down both teams. Is um, was it the right hand sides? I said, and Everton's right hand side and Liverpool's was fairly solid. Like and ironically, Everton's left. You commented on, didn't you? Yeah, I said. Well, I said their goals will come from the left because our right side's fairly weak. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at their team, what I'd play, and I thought, now I look at their um, right-hand side, we'll get at that as well. But, yeah. The, the well, goal... I said, yeah, that's off, though, haven't you? Like, um, Seamus Coleman, fucking hell. Like, what, if you, you know, we always joke about the song, don't we, 60 grand, 60 grand, Seamus Coleman. But <laughs> if you, um, we do we do a voice normally, but we'll leave that out. But if you look at, like, the, you know, the fucking... Annals or annals of Premier League history, whatever you want to say, and you look at the value for money. Ancelotti said, hasn't he? He's the best captain he's ever had. And Ancelotti's had like fucking Nesta, Cannavaro, Maldini. He's had captains, he's had leaders of men. To say that about Coleman, you know, he's he's top of a notch and he nearly scored yesterday. And if you think about that chance he had, that's a bad miss. That, that isn't a good save from Allison, is it? When he heads the ball straight at Allison point blank. If, I, if that's anywhere else, that's in the net and it's 2 0 at that stage already. Yeah. On the captaincy, that's probably just a bit of like confidence boosting, though. Like the way Pep said about Foden, he's the best player, is he, that I've ever seen naturally. He said it about Philip Lahm as well. They are good players, but. Um, it's probably like the Shankly used to do it, didn't he? To like Ron Yeats and that Ron Yates, whatever his name was, and players like that. So probably a bit of that. Surely Coleman's not the best captain Ancelotti's he's ever managed. Like he doesn't mean he's the best player though, does he? No, he just but means it, how he leads and what he what he expects from the players around him. When you've had like um, Maldini, Nesta, Philip Lam, you know these Sergio Ramos. He, he might be. I'm just I'm just saying it's probably more of a confidence boost thing for for Sheamus. I think it yeah. is. He said with Charles and I'll win the ball on door as well, which has obviously never been. Yeah, take that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> I know um, I was speaking to a, a couple of the lads and there was this thing on Instagram and it said um, most punchable Premier Premier League player. And it was a picture of Jordan Henderson. I and I, I commented and said Pogba is the one I would punch. That was the question. And then I've thought about it more, and it's a toss-up between Richarlison and Pogba. I'd punch one of them if I had the chance. 
Who would you punch, Steve? Um, probably Phil Jones, you know, for the facial expressions. But Phil <laughs> Foden, Phil Foden does me add in. Like he's um, the concentration face and the lines in his head. Like <sighs> I don't think the lines are natural. <laughs> what about the ones in his eyebrows? <laughs> Definitely not. What are you saying, Jay? Would you spark if you had the option? Um. He's a man of peace. You wouldn't spark anyone. <laughs> Give them a hug and celebrate the victory with them. Robertson pisses me off. Oh, my cousin Alan, he's a blue. He hates Robertson, you know. He absolutely hates him. Yeah, but I think it's just the rivalry, to be honest. Like, if Robertson played for West Ham, he probably wouldn't bother me. Probably the same with you with the Charleston. He probably wouldn't bother you that much. Yeah, I wasn't asked about him at Watford. Like, I thought he was a bit of a, a gamble when you signed him, but it's proven... A good signing, hasn't it? But I just thought, he's, uh, well, a lot of transfers now for big money are just on the basis of promise. It players who've had half a season or a season at max, and um, teams are happy to depart with fifty million upwards for for players who've had half a stint. You saw it um, with Usman Dembele at Barcelona; they paid like one hundred million for him, and he'd had like what a season at Dortmund. I was thinking when you sign Rich Allison, this could go either way, but he's obviously been a good buy for you in hindsight now. Yeah, I would have took the money in January. The Barca offered 80 million last January for him. Yeah, that's a so Sky Sports News said, yeah. Um, didn't seem to get backed up by any other journalists. Like, but... Wasn't it in the Times, lad? No, didn't you, didn't you put it in the Times? No. <laughs> no never crossed my desk that one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was um I'd seen this stat before. Just you mentioned Liverpool being toothless, and um, it it was one of the uh, Instagram stats. Like the pages got some good good followers, and what have you. It seems quite like it's got a decent rep. It said when Adams made one successful tackle in the last sixteen games, and I thought if that's right, like what the fuck is he? I don't know what he is. I hope he's got to go in the summer. Stay. I'm not asked. He is going in. He on a free and um. You know, farewell to him. Not in a sense that I, I can't wait that you've gone, but he doesn't want to be at the club anyway. And um, what's he offering though? Exactly. I don't think he's good enough. Like we've got it. We've had a good three years out of him, and, and he's won everything he can. I've never been a big fan of him. I've just given him the recognition where he's been um, a, a great cog in a great side, but he's never done anything outstanding apart from the Barcelona game. And a few of the games we went. Remember, we went to Arsenal in 2017, and he ran it. We won. We beat them 4-0 and he ran it. Like couldn't play him. But at those games for him, I like like we've said, one in ten. If that one in fifteen, yeah, yeah. I I think with him. And first of all, let's have it right. You loved him. You had Genie Five on your top for about three seasons. So don't even start lying that you've never loved him. But I think, and I've said it to to a few of the lads. We all miss him as much as we miss them, Ray Chan. Like, no one even remembers that he played for us, do you know what I mean? He'll just fade into the background. It's just the fact that he's won trophies. He's got some cult status at the club. But I was thinking about, like, the issues that we've got. And the more the more deep-seated than just Virgil van Dijk being injured, I'm not having that as an excuse. Like, I don't know from an, an Everton perspective what you think about, about you know, the issues we've got. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you think it's just the case that we've had a lot of injuries and that's that. Because I don't know what Everton's best eleven is, but if your two best centre halves were injured, you probably would have some issues. But I don't think you can attribute that to the capitulation that we've shown over the past 
what? Ten, ten games. On in the last ten games, Liverpool are seventeenth in the form table. Though. Especially, Liverpool, especially when it happens to Liverpool, because if it happens to a team that, <clears throat> let's say Everton, for example, I don't know what your average possession is per game, but yesterday we had seventy nine percent of the ball, did we? Like mean for Hollow, was it? 69 and yeah that's what I'm going to say so you know if a team like us are still capitulating and we've still got bulk of the possession I liken it to boxing you know when a fighter takes centre of the ring we always Mm. own the pitch like all the time we own the pitch whether we do anything with the balls another matter but um, if it it would have happened to like many other teams like they would have fallen down the the league like way more than we've done but it's just part of football isn't it like what can you do, really? And as soon as Anderson pulled up yesterday, I just went, oh, for fuck's sake. That, that was another one. You know, it's not, it's not um, losing at Anfield for two years and then losing four times on the bounce there. Like, yeah. That, to me, is the biggest indicator that it's, there's more going on than just you're in a bad run of form. There must be, there's got to be something else. It's a precarious position because... You go back to last year and everything's perfect. We've got this Michael Edwards in, who's a genius, a, a master at signing players, um, getting good bang for his buck. And then you've got like the youth coming through, like Jones, um, Nico Williams. At the time last year, you know, he, he was still a prospect who could be good. I know you hate them, Dave, but um, you know, you had a few players like that, and everything looked rosy, but we've probably just had too many players. Um, in tandem that have just declined in the one go and then that just looks like it's le- left a vacuum of um, you know sort yeah. of a mad analogy is like the Middle East you know and there's like a vacuum of power and then you see how like it gets taken over that's what it's like there's been like we've had a good group of players in charge and then overnight it's sort of like they've all just gone stale and it's all happened in tandem with one another except for Salah and uh, yeah. this is now you're seeing the the cracks maybe behind the you know behind our work. But again, are we overreacting? No, I don't think. Um, and I'll tell you why because it's like you just said. The thing is with Liverpool, right, and and a lot of other teams in the world. Liverpool's all about this the the joint goal and the system. And I've said it a thousand times. Well, like an F1 car, when all the pistons are firing. They're unstoppable. But if one piston goes, you start to see the cracks form, as you've just said. Now, loads of people will say, but if Van Dijk and Gomez are fit, Fabinho would be in the midfield with Henderson, and that would enable the wing-backs to get forward more. Then Mane and Salah would get more chances. But that's too fucking difficult. You should just have your best 11 players playing the best football and winning. Now, if you want to talk about systems versus quality, how I love Jordan Henderson now. You know, I've done a complete U-turn on him. But is he getting in Man City's team? No, he's not. Uh, Fabinho might get in Man City's team, but that, that's probably about it from our midfield. Thiago quite hasn't done it yet. And the problem is we're too reliant on this gig and press, this system of, of football, which is all reliant on everything being 100%. We need everything to be perfect to play football, and we can't win when it's not. And that's that's why I, I think, like yeah. Jamie said, there's more of a deep-rooted problem than just Virgil's injured. Because when Virgil was fit, we conceded 13 goals in three games. Granted, seven were against Villa. But we had a full-strength team against Villa. But did Nadrian in goal, and he didn't have any clangers in that game, really. Um, so 
I think the injuries is too too easy an excuse. We can't not blame that because, as you've just said, if we were five points clear at the top of the league, and then you know, we're, if everyone else wins, we're going to be like seventh or eighth maybe, and we'd probably be further down. Like you know, I said, haven't scored seventeen this season. Like, like where where would we be without that? But yeah, yeah I, do, I do think we're not. I don't think we're overreacting. No, I think this season's shown that there's a lot of fuckery going on. Yeah, for me, I think it's it's just to echo that it is um, the lack of a plan B, as we've said many times. And um, I go back to if we were playing Everton again next week or Burnley, he wouldn't change a style of play. You know what I mean? And um, again, it's I'm not that though, isn't it? Yeah, it's like we're only playing the Liverpool way, and that's it. It's so yeah. it's it's very easy then for the opposition, like Carlo yesterday, to just um, nullify us and and get the win. Like it's predictable football. I want to see something different from Klopp um, or the coach and stuff. Like it's it's Klopp in it. He's obviously got the final say on on are we playing or X Y Z and all that type of stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. Ironically, when when um, we were getting Klopp and Ancelotti was available, I think it's probably only me and you that wanted Ancelotti at the time, was it? Yeah. But we were happy with by the way. Yeah, we were happy with Klopp, but it was just more after having Rogers, I felt like I wanted someone who'd been there and done it. You know, I couldn't really be bothered with another um another coach to prove himself. Although he'd done it with Dortmund, he still had that air of like he's coming up, he's got to prove himself, whereas Ancelotti doesn't have that at all, does he? He's delivered for the last 20 years. But, you know, I renege on that as well because I'm made up. We got Klopp with, with everything that we've done since. I wouldn't swap him. I just want him to, like, change his, his tactics maybe based on the opposition going forward. Well, if, you, if you can't win a game, it's a simple thing to say, but you, you shouldn't be losing a game. So, like, with Everton, yeah, like, Everton adopted their style against City to be more pragmatic. It didn't work out. They did it against us and it did work out and they got the three points and it's an epic win for them, as the you know the after scenes videos would, would tell you. But down the times, Jamie. Um one second there. I think I should have that yes, shouldn't I? There we go. Steve's got it up. So yeah, that I'm sure you're in the back there, aren't you, Jay? Writing some notes down. I don't mind all that, mate. I, I love to see that. Yeah, I like to see it. But remember, there was a time when Liverpool drew with West Brom three all, and we went and celebrated <laughs> with the coach. And we got two two. We got fucking rinsed for it, didn't we? Because we funny. did that. That was funny. It was all like times teams had gone to the crowd and they were doing that, and it was yeah. like all last minute winners. You know, like. I don't know, Bayern Munich in the semi-finals of the Champions League and it, it had all these comparisons and it just said Liverpool FC, 2-2 draw at home with West Bromwich Albion. And we were all like... I was at that game, you know, and I swear to God, it was, it was epic. It was epic when that happened, you know, I swear. I was like, I turned to my head and I was like, that's why we're going to win the league with him. We <laughs> drew West Brom. It was it a was, proper... Proper shit goal as well, weren't it? A really yeah. massive deflection. I remember that. Yeah. That was fucking mad. It's probably the one game, isn't it? Like, if, if you could have said to them at the start of the season, and all the fans as well, pick one fixture that you'll win this season. It's the derby away against the champions, your local rivals, and it's away. Yeah. Do you think... Yeah. 
Do you think COVID has taken away some of the symbolism of big matches like that this year? Where I'm not taking anything away from yous, but it's like it, it doesn't have that air of emphaticness, does it? Because of COVID. No, and- I agree with that. Um, but what I will say is, like, maybe we needed it. Like, it gave us an opportunity to break that hoodoo of 23 years or whatever it was. Mm. We won't have so much fear going to Anfield in the future, even when there is fans, because we that record isn't there, like the monkey on the back kind of thing. Well, all our records this season have gone. Like I said in my in my uh, preview the other day, um, that all those stupid records they've gone now. Like we have done, we have now. You know, we had about eight players in the team that had never lost their Anfield. Like how ridiculous is that? Like for about three and a half years, it was crazy. But all the records still stand on the cards there. So I suppose you got that to the, to lean back on. Steve sings his heart out when he goes. Like he, he probably loves a good sing along, obviously. I'm more of like an, a, not a moaning fan, but I'm never really like a. You're never satisfied, are you? I'm never like, go on, lad, do him, lad. Like, I'm more like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, one of yeah. them types. He's like that when we score, dog. He fumes about it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an odd thing with everything because I, I commented on it on my uh, preview. And I'm still not sure, as I say, like, what Everton's brand is and what, what the style is. And I don't know what, what have you seen anything this season, Jamie? Is it is he trying to play a certain way or is it just at the minute get the players a need for the system, be organised and get points on the board? No, we seem to change system and players just game by game. Like he's like the ultimate pragmatic manager. He just sets up. He must just he must just train all week and just target that one game. What, what well, he, he, he is Italian, and he so you do expect that. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't nail down what our style is. Like, it is hard to say, and and that shows sometimes because, especially like in the games against like the fodder, we we don't have a way that we're going to try and win. It's just like we, sometimes we just rely on someone coming up with something brilliant. Yeah, um, and it can be frustrating at times. But then he's getting the most out of this squad at the moment. I would say. Um, what do you think they need to progress then? What what what's needed in your opinion for Everton to become a top four side? Is it another half a billion? I'll do it, Steve. <laughs> Will it though? Mm. <laughs> you know, no, it's a good question. It's a good is, question. Is it specific players that you'd like to sign, or is it a specific formation that you think you should try and employ consistently? Or what? What are your thoughts? <laughs> In my head, the best way forward is like a four, three, one, two. So you've got your back four. Um, Richarlison and Calvert Lewin as two like proper strikers, and then Rodriguez in behind them, feeding them. And just That's a good them. triangle, that like. And then um, like the solid three behind the midfield. And then, but what we need for that is the two fullbacks to be flyers. So we've got one in Dean. But I know Coleman was brilliant last night. He rolled back the years, but. This season in general, he hasn't been great. So we've been playing Holgate at right back a lot of the time. So we just need someone on that right hand side who can get up and down. I know we've been linked with Max Aaron's quite a lot. So what do you think of Lampsty at Brighton? Yeah, I like him. I just yeah, I don't know how much they'd want for him though. Where's Aaron's now? Is he still at Norwich? Because I know everyone was after him. Yeah, but we signed Ben Godfrey from Norwich, so I'm wondering if he's been he's been a good signing him. Yeah. Who's yeah. the one of the players of the season for us? Who's the Norwich guy we were after and he went to Newcastle and we got Simakas instead? 
the left back. Yeah. Oh, that's Jamal Lewis. Oh, that's Jamal Lewis. Yeah. If you yeah, start, if you oh. start David Moyes or Everton, you'd probably get James Tavernier for that right side at the minute. I'm, I'm he just because he's Scottish. No, he plays for Rangers, doesn't he? But yeah. I'm thinking Tavernier there would he actually be a bad signing in the Premier League? He's he's age 29, coming up to 30, but he scored like 17 goals this year, and he from right back. A lot of well, them. There's talk there. of him being in the Euro squad, isn't there? Is he Scottish then? I don't. No, he's English. Because um, what I'll say, and I'll probably get laughed at. But there are some players, by the way, Tavernier, I'm not saying he's this player because he, he's been at Wigan, he's been around the lower leagues, but he might be a, a decent signing forever and a very shrewd one for at least 18 months. But players like Kieran Tierney, Van Dijk, Wanyama, they didn't have to go to Southampton. I know Tierney went straight to Arsenal, but you could see they're good enough to go straight to a big Premier League club. And... The Scottish League, like those those players Celtic and Rangers get, they do really have they have really good scouting systems. Like the players, they end up signing. Morelos is like a bit of a Suarez type character, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. obviously an elite level goal scorer, but he flies off the handle a bit. But well, never mind, it's happening here for Everton. Fucking hell, get him at the Reds. Like you know, I've said it a few times. You know, I want sent up the park, and I think Jamie's spot on. Like with sent yesterday, you could see. He wanted, you could see he was local and he wanted to win. Now, the ca- like, the, one of the caveats with that is me and you both were screaming out for John to have a game where yeah. we against Everton and he, he didn't show up, he was shit. And I, I, I'll give like, um, you know, Tom Davis, I can't stand the little kethead, but <laughs> like, he, I'll give him his due. Like, he's a local boy and he, if anyone deserves to be jumping around like a knobhead, then it, it's him, you know what I mean? I'll give him that. He shouldn't be on the one tens adverts because he's fucking wool, but um, no. he, you know, he, he do, you know, he did play well and he's starting to play better under Ancelotti from what I've seen. But correct me if I'm wrong, but he's playing in the six more, more so at the middle, isn't he? He's playing dead deep and getting the ball from the centre backs. Yeah. Thought so. So, you know, he's he, if he's playing under Ancelotti, he's obviously got a bit about him, hasn't he? Ancelotti's not going to be playing him if he's dog shit. But I think Everton's front two, if you did, if you had that system with the wingers flying on, say you got a Lamptey or you got Aaron's in, um, they'd be a real, real handful to deal with, uh, really physically, and they're both light and fast, aren't they, as well? So that would be tough for any any centre-half pair in there. I don't know who you think. Um, like with us, we, we, were, we were talking and saying, like with Liverpool at the minute, like we haven't got a star player, and everyone moans and laughs at me and Steve when we're like, you know, you know how I'll describe Mo Salah to an Everton fan? He's Romelu Lukaku when Lukaku played for Everton. All he does is score. That's it. Now everyone says, like, isn't that enough? And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. By the way, Lukaku scored uh, tonight and so did Lautaro against uh, AC Milan. win 3-0, Wendy, last I saw. So. I like that Lautaro. I'd have him a rush. But... I'd have him a rush, yeah. But I don't know, like, you know, who, who do you think is Everton's star player at the minute? Have you just got a star player? Is it is it Rodriguez or have you just not got that one? You can ha- you know you can guarantee he's going to show up like a Bruno Fernandez. Uh, this year that's probably been Calvert Lewin. Like he only needs one or two chances to bag. But he, yeah, what you're saying there about Salah and, and the likes of Lukaku, they just score. He doesn't just score. He'll give defenders a handful all day. Like no, well, he not want to play against him. He come on yesterday, didn't he? And he took that ball down on his chest. And if you're a centre back. 
you must think, oh, for fuck's sake. And we've said it about Calvert-Lewin. Like, that, he, he won't have a long career if he keeps playing like that. Like, the lone striker having to, like, batter everyone. He needs help, yeah, he needs help to play that game. And like me and you said, Dave, a few months ago, he must see the team sheet and he's up against, like, um, you know, two centre-back rocks, like, I don't know, the Brighton pair. And he must just think, oh, for fucking hell, it's going to be a battle today. You know, one of them. He knows what he's... When he wakes up, he knows what he's gonna, how he's going to have to play, but he does need help. Like, maybe another... I know you said Rich Allison up top, but maybe another... Um, just a clever forward who runs in behind and, you know, a bit of pace and the open the body up, finishes sharply and that. Because Rich Allison's not that type of forward, is he? But... Um, you know, like a bit of a an Aguero, but not not an Aguero. I just can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Like, an, like the lad against the lad from Wolves, you like? Oh, Podent. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he'd be he'd be good at his. But um, so, did you see that attempt? Sorry, did you see that attempt Calvert Lewin had this year against Sheffield United? If he scores that, that's goal of the season. When he took it down on his chest and volleyed it, but it just went wide. Don't know if you remember that. I think he thrives on that, like bullying defenders. Though, to be honest, when you sit yeah. there, he's thinking, "Fuck's sake!" But when I saw him coming on yesterday, he looked up for it. He was like, "Yeah, I've got a job to do here," and he just come on and done it. Like, and he did. Yeah, we well, were against our defense yesterday. Nat Phillips was at, at fault for the goal, but Nat Phillips is solid. He is a solid defender. He's never going to be a Liverpool player for whatever reason. Klopp doesn't like him, but every time I've seen him, he's played well, and that would be a battle like him and Phillips for ninety minutes, like. Phillips is dead aggressive. He's good in the air. Calvin Lewin's the best. He's got the best leap in Europe. I can't think of any one player who's got a better leap than him. I think he scored 14 last season in the league, there or thereabouts. And he's near enough. He's at 14 this season already, isn't he? So he's having a great season. He's got to go to the Euros for me. Um, I mean, you could even play Harry Kane off him, couldn't you? Like they've been doing at Tottenham. Um, yeah. You know, where Kane's in, in the hole, just feeding him. That, that's like he's who's going to be the striker above Kane. Now, it will be Kane up top, but I think they should play Kane deeper and have a striker up top. But um, I'd say Sterling, but he's not clinical enough. If you just played Sterling oh. as a little striker, but he's not clinical enough. You, you, in that system, if you're going to play Kane the way you do at Tottenham, you play Vardy because Vardy replicates Son, doesn't he? Just because yeah. of his pace, you would, yeah. you would play, play that style. But yeah, I don't think... Um, like. Everton, Leicester, West Ham, there's teams out there now that are there or thereabouts, two or three more players, and the top four becomes a top seven really fast, doesn't it? Mm. Um, at the minute, you know, we're five points off West Ham, and we've beat West Ham twice this season. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. They're fourth now. Top three is shown up in my book. That's so a I think it's only fourth that's available. I know. We're not going to win the Champions League, are we? It looks like. You know, famous last words. You never know with us, but with, with the crowd not being there, you'd you'd probably say that that flames being squashed. Like it depends who we get on it, but you never know. I don't think you can win it with them with them centre backs. That's the problem. No. Yeah, I Go. that's the first time I've seen that Phillips yesterday. But I thought him and Kabach were all over the place. Kabach had a bad game, and it, and the writing was on the wall for him when he gave that cheap corner away. Yeah, there. that was it. As soon as he done that. You just went for fuck's sake. And you've we signed him, right? And I know you can't go off FIFA or nothing like that. But like his stats on FIFA are good. And Davies' stats on FIFA are, are a bit average, but he's fast. He's like a 77, which is fast for a centre back, isn't he? 
what is the point in signing both for them? Like he was on the bench yesterday. Is he even gonna gonna play? Or is he gonna have to play the next game against Sheffield? Because Kavak's shown that he's quite shit. I know it's early days and you can't write him off, but when a centre back's playing bad or a goalie's playing bad, it's critical, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like threatening every single game. You just you just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, you've had a fair share of them, haven't you, with your centre-backs over the years? And you've you've certainly had that with Pickford. He had a good game yesterday. And um, that's what I've said with Pickford. He, he can play like that. But his history, for me, is enough already. I wouldn't I wouldn't really be sticking with him on the he's base. He's got to go, hasn't he? Surely he's got to go. I th- by the way, go back to what you need to do next and uh, what you need to sign. I think that's it. Another goalkeeper. Nick Pope. Yeah, Nick Pope, not even someone who's as good as Pickford on the reflexes, but someone who's not as detrimental as Pickford in those moments. How many points has he, has he cost you approximately since he signed? Like you're looking at what? Double figures there, like. Yeah, well, he's up there for errors leading to goals, isn't he? With Kepper. Yeah, like it's yeah, I, I, he's, like yesterday and we, we think, oh, okay, like if he can if he can just repeat that consistently, then we don't need to worry about a goalkeeper, but then He'll throw a howler out there, and it's like, yeah, I don't think I don't think we can risk going into another season with him as our number one. To be honest, no. That's what I was going to ask you. There, are you happy to stick with him and keep faith, or you're going to rest on your laurels? Like, if you was what he done yesterday, um, yesterday for the rest of the season, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. He's had so many last chances, but then he just keeps getting another chance. Because Olsen's not very good either. He was brought in on loan from from Roma. If he's England number one this summer, I'll eat my bloody hat. Like I just <laughs> not have Pickford as number yeah. England number I one. I think it should be Pope. Yeah. yeah, he's just solid and reliable, isn't he? Um, he always has a worldy against us as well. But then yeah. Pickford hasn't made a mistake for England, really, has he? It's it's always for Everton, but then England are usually playing farmers, aren't they, in these types of games? So. That's it. He's not getting peppered, and that's the problem with England. They have these qualifications and. ITV, the commentary, they build it up midweek and it's like, can we get past Estonia? Of course we can. But they're never challenged in these um, qualifications. You know, if we had a group with Holland and France in it, we probably wouldn't qualify for the Euros. Um, no, no. Not to make the whole podcast about England, but the World Cup 2018 was so overrated. It's just that this team beat who they should have beaten. Then when they stepped up twice against Belgium, they lost in the group. And then in the playoff for the third place the best England performance I've seen under Southgate Spain away that first half if you remember that yeah obviously that was quality that that was a bit like Germany in 2001 when Liverpool beat Germany 5-1 yeah <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's it, there's a lot of talent out there there's a quartet of midfielders and for England that are brilliant and then you've got Harvey Barnes Sterling you know you've got a whole choice of right backs you can pick from but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You just don't know with England, do you? As you say, we come and stuck against the better teams. But for us this season, like success for Liverpool this season is top four. Anything other than that isn't success. And if we don't get top four, you know that has repercussions on the players that we can buy because we're not in top. We're not in Champions League. We're not getting the Champions League money either. And then also it starts to raise the question: like teams like Barcelona are rebuilding. Now, they've had an embargo on buying Liverpool players for three seasons. That embargo is up now. So they can buy players again from Liverpool and they would be looking at the likes of Fabinho 
for you know Salah and that to rebuild their own team. So when you're not in the Champions League, you can't really keep all your top end players. So for us, it's Champions League or bust. But I wonder what what what's a good season for Everton then, Jamie? Is it top six or has it got to be top four now with Ancelotti and the money and all that? Um, you, your expectations are just don't they throughout the season? Say now that we are like we're in with an outside chance of top four. We're, we're far from being favourites for it. A good season for us this season will be Europa League, and I think that was the aim at the start of the season. Um, but it's about building slowly. So if we get in the Europa League this season, and then another summer of a few good additions, and then we can push for the top four next season, I think that's good progress for us. Yeah, I know we've spent millions and millions the past few years, but I think we just got to kind of forget about that. And if we can progress slowly each season, then I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, just looking at the table there now, and um... You know, you'd you'd expect Chelsea to keep pushing on, wouldn't you? With Tuchel, uh, can you see that screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got Chelsea, have we? After Sheffield, have we? Yeah. So that's a six pointer, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's there's what is there? There thirteen games left, and out of them thirteen, um, what's that? Is that thirty nine points? I, I don't know. But um, we need to win that uh, eight or nine of them games to get top four. So top four there, if you look at that, 70 odd, 72 to 75 points might get your top four. And and that's where both teams probably need to get. So both teams probably need to amass another 35 points, Liverpool and Everton, to guarantee a top four place, I'd say. And it's whether they can get 35 points from the remaining 13 games. But at the minute, there's no chance we're doing that. The thing you have to remember with us is we finished 12th last season and then we've added four players to the squad. They've been good signings as well, haven't they? Is it Godfrey, James, Alan, and um, Decora? Yeah, and I I really like Decora, you know. I think he's a, a proper solid player and we were linked with him the other year and Didi, and I think you were linked with Didi as well as Decora. But I think he's, he's been solid forever in this season and loads of people ourselves included we're surprised how um, technical Rodriguez was as well do you know what I mean like you have an image of him in your head don't you of being a bit of a fancy Dan like you know trying shit that doesn't work but he just plays it nice doesn't he and he's got a lot of quality he's got a great left peg and the assist yesterday was lovely Yeah, I'll I'll hold my hands up and I, I said I don't think he's going to be that good in the Premier League due to the pace of people pressing him that quickly but it just shows that your class can be transferable from La Liga, playing at Real Madrid where you've got ample time on the ball. I thought he's going to really struggle here getting it out of his feet and whatnot, picking that pass. And you saw it from the Tottenham game he's played. I think that game there, the writing was on the wall where you can tell, can't you, in the first few minutes. But that might be a bit of a stretch, but the first 10 minutes... No, you can tell he's a player straight away. You can tell if you've got a good signing on your hands or not. Yeah. And at the minute, with Kabach for us, the answer's no. But with Rodriguez, when you signed them, I know they're completely different players, but you, you knew I was proved wrong straight away. You know what I mean? So good signing under, under Ancelotti, especially. Yeah, and I think a lot of people questioned his desire as well. Like, if, he, if he'd work hard, but he works his bollocks off, actually. And he gets knackered after an hour, but yeah. it's hard. I, I'm a bit like... With that, it does my head in a way when people put that on a pedestal, like, but does he work hard? Because I'm very much in the camp. 
if, if they are doing the bits that make the big moments in matches count, then are you that bothered if they even work hard? A bit like Mesut Ozil in a way. You know, what, he gets criticised, Ozil, for not running, but you knew when you signed him, your £40 million player is just there to get assists and, and, and get the assist before the assist. Like, does it really matter if they don't work hard? Well, as long as you've got players to do the running for you, and if Rodriguez is in the midfield free with Allen and Decore, he's not going to have to do as much, is he? But he's going to do it when it matters. You know, he's going to sprinkle up a bit of stardust when you need it. For Liverpool, you've got a player there with Firmino. You know, I've been crying out for 18 months. You can go back to our podcast, can't you, Steve? Mm. Over a year ago. And we're mentioning Firmino saying, is you know, he's not good enough to start anymore. When your whole game is work rate, work rate, work rate to create opportunities for the others and you don't score, if that goes, then you're just like a pile of shit on the pitch. Like you're just there to be stepped over. Do you know what I mean? No one, no one's asked about you, mate. And I know we signed him. We've, we've, we in that in the transfer window this season. (laughs) (laughs) This season, we we signed. We looked at our squad and went right. When Aldum's going to be going, the midfield's not sharp enough. Boom, get Thiago. Right? For me, he knows a pile of shit on the pitch. He's not going to be good enough anymore. We bring in Jota. We've done the right things this season for the club. What needed to be done? Jota was arguably player of the season for us until he got injured. We were five points clear when Jota was in the team. And then Klopp played him in a rubber duck match in Europe away against fucking Mitchell and Tyres or whatever the fuck they're called. He gets injured for four months. What the fuck? So, I don't know. With, with him, I can't. I'm, I'm with you. You want someone to work hard, get a fucking whippersnapper out of the academy and let them run for you all day. And you'd be fucking well, by the way. But if you want someone to make a difference, Luis Suarez, a sample that's come with it for six million, the top of the league by seven points, he's their top scorer. Who would you rather have? Luis Suarez, who works hard, scores amazing goals, and is a fucking terror. Or fucking turkey teeth up front for us. I know. <laughs> I've been watching them by the way just um, I'll tag you in them on Instagram but that John May and his character yeah. he, I'll tag you later Jamie but he's doing the Corona Mum Civil War they are funny like. they are funny as clips they are, they are funny like. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll tag you both in them later have you seen that one where he says to the to the like the fit blonde bird like come round so hours later and I'll see you like shit and <laughs> he just walks off that that bird was for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about Bobby, but Jota should be fit enough soon. But I, you know, you're talking mathematics now, aren't you? And I'm no fucking mathematician or anything like that. Oh no, I haven't got a, I haven't got a masters like a, a fucking uh, guest we've got on today. Oh fucking Stephen Hawking over there, but Thanks, we're Steve. not going to get nine wins out of thirteen. But it's not. It's not happening. No. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Everton could be buoyed from this this win yesterday and they could potentially kick on and do that. I'm not sure what the fixtures are like, whether it's, you know, bigger teams or it's, you know, relegation fodder that you've got, but we're not doing it. The next six games for us are winnable, I'd say. Well, there you go. And get them six in the back and you're there, aren't you? We, we, we actually struggled in the season, which is, which is quite ironic. Can they, you... they was well suited to us, actually. So do you reckon you could get like 16 points out of that 18 then? You've got the, over the next six, like you say there. I could only say that just with the poor home results we've had recently. But Who we, should we should do. So we've got Sheffield United next, you say? Then Chelsea. 
I mean, that Sheffield United game, that's probably going to be the one where we're, we're going to need that for a confidence boost, aren't we? Therefore, yeah, we need this year. Yeah, but you know what, though? I've watched games of theirs and they've been unlucky, you know, in so many games. Like, he should have got yesterday. What's, he should have got, got a penalty. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was watching it. And, you know, they get chances, but they're not clinical. And they spent money big. What was it, 20, 20 odd million on Brewster? He was meant to be yeah. the striker for them. You, you know, he's, ob- he's obviously been a bit shit, hasn't he? But we need six points there. Two short clock. Who knows what will happen with the Chelsea game? You just don't know. They dropped points again, didn't they? Which is good for us, but fucking hell. I can't... I, I don't even know where we're getting goals from. I mean, you look at the Leipzig game, two fuck-ups, lad, other than that. I know. But just what you were saying before, stay you have 75 points. I don't think it will be anywhere near that that you need the top four. You're probably right. I'm, I'm overestimating it there, but the last few seasons, hasn't it been around that, though? Yeah, but if you compare this at this point this season to this point last season and the last couple of seasons, the points are nowhere near. Like City yeah. League on about eighty five and they're gonna be about ten, fifteen points ahead of everyone else. Well the so last few years was sixty five points for top four, I think. Yeah. Us and City have been outliers, haven't they? But it usually like you say there, it's been around seventy odd points, which gets you fourth. What do you reckon there then? Like sixty five maybe? I'd say sixty five. Yeah. Because people are going to drop points again, aren't they? Like, yeah. fucking hell, no one ever. And they could end up getting beat by whoever they've got next, like they did against Fulham. And now in Liverpool, we could fucking draw with Sheffield and beat Chelsea. But there's no form, is there? Like, there's no form this season. Everyone's, like, up and down, up and down. Like, it's it's crazy. City, you know, they're just looking at every game like a training exercise. I'm not sure what score they finished with Arsenal because we started filming this. But um, yeah. I don't think we're going to get it. I think the top four will be Leicester. They'll win the league, Leicester. Joking, man. Uh, Leicester, City, and then United. And then I think it'll most likely be Chelsea or Everton will get top four. I don't think West Ham will stay up there. I think the class will show through in the other teams. But, I mean, what Moyes is doing with West Ham there, he's made some good signings, hasn't he, with that Suchet in the midfield. And, um, you know, he's got some of the old the old uh, battle axes playing. And who's the lad on the left, the, the Latin kid? I don't know. I've, I like Jared Bowen you've got as well. I've mentioned him a few times. He's a he little... put a ball, ball in today. Um, ben Rahman. Oh, ben Rahman, that's it. Brentford, yeah. He's he's a quality player. He's got that something special as well, a bit like Adele Teratad. Like, he can actually do something mad skill type. Four nows as well. He's the other one I was thinking of. For the last year or so, Antonio's been bagging them. Yeah. He's like a proper striker, isn't he, now? Yeah. So, he's yeah. He's got at the back as well, aren't he? So, yeah. He's got, he's got them playing, hasn't he, to his, to his due. And if they kick on next season as well, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, what, what happens? Uh, we'll have to definitely, maybe, depending on how shit Liverpool we have become, by the next derby, maybe do another do another one. Um, I've I've Jamie as our regular re- regular blue nose guest because he won't give us that much shit. Oh well, at least we've got a, a kickoff. What's that? He's watched the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching that yesterday. We saw him watch the derby after the game. Steve hates Lawrence though with all his soul, don't you? I do. I don't like him. He's a fucking wet flannel. But the last couple, <laughs> the last couple of episodes. 
Why do you watch it on Twitch, do you, or just the highlights? Just the highlights. Yeah, I've seen the last episode. He's really put that McCullough in his place. And I liked Adam McCullough, but um, I've gone off him the last couple, couple of episodes. But yeah, I've, he's, he's done well the last few, Lawrence. What were you saying about it yesterday, anyway? The kickoff? That James Orcott, you know him? He was on there. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about weapon, like. Just the idea that Liverpool might not even get top four is mad, mad, but momentum is such a powerful thing in football and you've just got no momentum at all. You're just dropping like a stone, whereas teams around you are starting to build momentum. West Ham, Leicester have got loads of momentum. We, after that result last night, we might start to build some momentum. So, yeah. Not your squad, but you look at your first 11, you just think you easily get top four, but... Actually, when you look at it, like the results, the way they're going, it's, it's hard to see. We've been lucky this season because loads of times when we've dropped points, people around us have dropped points. And it's like Jamie's saying there, teams are now picking up the points and we're still fucking dropping them. So we are in free fall. Even momentum in a game, it, it makes such a difference. You said it just then, stay Dead early on, but Kabach heads that goal out and you just, just you're like, oh, straight mm. away, you're, you're under pressure. Everton nearly score from that. And then straight away, they're lifted. They're like, shit, their arses have gone here. They don't fancy it. And you've got fucking Captain Saparu in midfield. Ronaldo won't put a fucking tackle in anywhere. Honest yeah. to God, there's too many shit houses in that team at the minute. It's the same when you play like a Saturday league, innit? And you, how many times have you heard the opposition go, they don't want it. <laughs> they don't want it. And it, it's obviously the same there. So it is. It's when has got the ball, he's saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it to someone else. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, that that that's it. Like it sets the precedent for the game there, and momentum was with Everton straight away. So we did we did come back a bit, um, take control, and that's the one thing with Liverpool because we still do have good quality. We've always got that spell in a game that's at least around twenty minutes to half an hour, where the, the other team will be under the cosh. But our, our version of putting a team under the cosh is just very predictable. You know, Trent yesterday had a good game, his first good game in a few weeks. He puts that ball, fizzes it in, and there's no striker, like, trying to fucking go, trying to die for it, you know what I mean? Like, fucking put your body on the line and gamble, as Andy Gray would say, you know. But just fucking do that, and no one slides in. The ball just... You know why, though? We haven't, got a, we haven't got a proper striker, though. That's the thing. If that was DCL, Goal. he's launching himself at that because yeah. he's in the nine. We haven't got a nine, and that's the issue with Firmino. He's, he's a luxury you can't, we can't afford to have in the team anymore. We, like, we're, we're too like, oh, we won't play with a striker. I can't buy someone. I can't believe we don't have a recognised striker at the club in that sense, a dedicated, like, little fella who's going to get in behind. You know, anyone like that or just... There's no one at Liverpool FC where that's their craft. Like, no. And it's, if, you, if you wanted to be ruthless, yeah, for us, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Shaq, and you know I like Shaq, but Oxlade-Chamberlain, Shaq, Arigi, fucking... Wijnaldum, Minamino, none of them are good enough. They all need to be legged. What like, what's the point in them being there? Minamino. Uh, the ox, did I say the ox? I like the ox, but he's he's a fucking crocklet. 
the I think they're just a bit past the sell by date. You know, they've had good um a good couple of years in the peak years, and you can't really ask for more than that. But Minamino, there's a few fans going, Oh, why have we let him go? And it's like, I'm sorry, but he wasn't getting in the side anyway. And when he has played, he doesn't really do anything. He looks a bit like he, he, he could look dangerous, but a player like him needs to go on loan. And then mm. when he goes on loan and he bangs them in, it's no good saying, Oh, we should have kept him. Like, he no, but what I, will, what I will say is, though, it's like, do you remember when um, we let Andy Carroll go out on loan and we didn't have a striker and we signed Sam Adieso on the last day of the fucking season, who no one will remember? We didn't have a striker, but we we're going to get Clint Dempsey. And Henderson decided he wouldn't go to Fulham. That's like we we've left ourselves short. Like everyone's going on, and I said to you, Steve, about Liverpool's defenders, Liverpool's defenders. It's the attackers that aren't doing the business. We're not conceding five a game. The attackers aren't doing none. So you've got an attacker there in Minamino, and don't get me wrong, I've just said he should go. He should go. But at the end of the day, why would you let him go out when you're not scoring any goals? Do you know what I mean? At least he scored in the Prem this season. Like granted, it's only one I think against Palace, but. Why would you let him go when he's an option when you're not scoring any goals? It's just it, it, it's fucked harder than my in my mind. Well, there's a bit of that in it with it as well. It's like you don't know if they don't play. It's sort of they need the chance and stuff like that. Um, what what I will say is if he comes available and we wouldn't get him, I don't think. But if we don't at least try and sign Haaland, it's it'll be criminal. Well, now, I'll yeah, yeah. Um, but more so for me, Haaland, because it's a shame now we're probably going to finish seventh, sixth, because we've we've ruined our chances of signing a player like that for at least a good few years. If we don't get top four this year, he's not going to want to play for us, is he, in the Europa League? But if we don't sign, like, at least go for him and don't even bid, then that, that, that'll do my fucking head in. And I'm not saying we should get him, uh, we're going to get him, but at least try. Uh, even You know, we might do behind the scenes, but... His release clause is something ridiculously low, like sixty million for a player like him at the minute. Everyone's gonna go to Munich, lad. Everyone's gonna be after him, but you've got to go for that. You go to Munich to replace Bobby Lewandowski, won't you'd imagine so. And if he does, like Dortmund, they're just shit houses, lad. I mean, it's not really up to them, is it? If they, if a bid comes in, they've got to accept it, I guess. But how many players that they just let go to buy a Munich, like? Well, the one place he's not going is United, isn't it? Because of his half fella. Says that, but money talks, doesn't it? Like, well, do we hear him for him now, ain't he? That's why he yeah, went to yeah. Dortmund. Yeah. By the way, I'm trying to think of another top half Premier League team that doesn't have like a proper number nine and he scores goals, and I can't. Doesn't exist, lad. That's why. City, because of where I was always injured, they've only got Jesus, really, haven't they? You... Yeah, well, the thing with City, though, is it's like, you know, if. Um... If Sterling doesn't play, they just put Mares in, who won Player of the Year three years ago, and he's like one of the best African players the last ten years. You know, if David Silva goes, they've got Bernardo Silva. They they don't even need that um, number nine anyway, do they? The, the talent they've got at the disposal. Um, Arsenal have got Obama Young. You got Tottenham with Son, I'd say, rather than Kane. Chelsea. Have you seen Obama Young's goal, goals record? Sixty-two and one hundred and five. Yeah, it's a good good record that like you know, they paid 60 mil, they done the business. But that's what I'm saying though. They got him from Dortmund in demand player, 60 mil. Um, I just think like if I was if I was on the Liverpool board, I'd be like, lads, come on, let's let's bid for him. Erling, you know, it just but it, it's one of them, it makes too much sense. 
But the money is there, though. Like, the money is there. And the money is there for most Premier League clubs with the TV revenue. Ones that have, have not been relegated in the last five years, I'd say anyone can really bid for that. It's just the wages, isn't it? That's what gets clubs in, into the red more so. I know, man. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. For years, they've been world-class. But, like, one thing you haven't done is succession plan. Because like, they're, they're coming up to 30 now, aren't they? But there's no one waiting in the wings to take over them. Well, that's what I mean by the vacuum. You know, it's that's where football is quite precarious because it's finding the, the perfect equilibrium. And there was no one better doing it than Alex Ferguson. And even when he did do it, United did, did still have a gap where they wouldn't win the league for three years. But they were always top four. They were always second. Um that that's since the Bob Paisley days or Dalgleish left, that's probably been our downfall. There's no good balance in the side. The transitional period, too many players go at once, and it's like trying to muster something up from thin air. But you you're not using the academy like you're though. You know you're right there with the boot room, aren't you? Like you know Robbie Fowler broke in and scored thirty goals a season plus for three years running under the age of twenty three. He's the, he's the only player to do that in Premier League history. And then as he started to get a few niggles, there's Michael Owen snipping about. By the way, Ian Rush was still playing with Fowler. So you're right in the fact that there's no succession plan. But I do think they've identified with the front three, right? There's two years left of Mane and Salah at their best. And you know, I think Salah should play in the nine anyway because he's a useless right winger. He's slow and he can't take anybody on. I know that's controversial, but fuck his. Um, and they've looked at Jota and gone, We'll bring Jota in because Bobby's probably fading out now. And then you've seen that. He started to start Jota. He fucking, when he played against the Atalanta away, I thought I was watching Suarez for a minute. Yeah. But everywhere else on the park, you're, you're spot on. There's no succession plan in the team at all. They've probably been sold a bit short there, the board by the front three this year, except Salah. But, you know, Mane Firmino in particular, they probably thought we're going to get another good year out of them. But it's not worked out that way, and why why that is, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, maybe maybe a different style of play going forward for us. And I don't know, like Thiago should have been a great signing, but we're here again, and again that's a signing where it's probably a bit like maybe he's just not cut for the cut out for the Premier League. Although he's not really had a bad, terrible game, but he's not owning the games like I thought he would do. Now, if that's me having too much of a high expectation, probably. But I thought he would come in and control games like at the drop of a hat. I don't know. I think, he, I think he has done in certain games in certain moments, and like against Everton, and in that second half, he ran that fucking game. After he got whacked by Richarlison, he got back up and he was playing well. And he when we scored that goal, which got disallowed, it was his pass to Mane which created that goal. But I do think you're right in the sense that yeah, good yeah. yeah, you're right in the sense that he's not controlling the games. But he needs to he needs to be in a team that's dominating. Like if we had him last season when we were dominating, he'd run the game. Like he he's not a player that's going to change the game for you, chasing a results when you need to win. Do you dominate though? We dominate the ball. It should no, be no, what I mean, it's it's easy domination though. Stay, stay it's backwards and fucking left. You know what I mean? It's you said it yourself when we when we're dominating teams and we're pressing them. We're not pressing them. We're not challenging them. City squeeze that far up the pitch. Look at the eighteen yard box. There's like eight players on the eighteen yard box. 
the ball goes anywhere, City again and scoring. With us, it's high wingers, split defence. And now because we've got slow fucking OAPs at the back, that move like OAPs at least. Fucking hell, you probably pay Phillips, not saying son. We're just susceptible to the counter-attack. Look at the DCL one. Give Trent his due. Trent went with him all the way and it wasn't a pen. Well, whatever. But he went with him all the way. But the way we're dominating games, it's, it's shit. Leicester won the league with like 35% average possession. You don't need to be on the ball to win games. Evan had, what, 21% possession yesterday? They yeah. won two No one's asked about possession. And I, I, hate, I hate the way Klopp is constantly coming out going, we played great, 90% of the game was good. Fuck off, mate. Come out and tell us we're not doing good enough and we'll try better. We'll try and be better for you. Stop, just stop pretending everything's kosher because it's fucking not. Yeah. Surely he's not doing that in, in the, the staff room, though, or like the, 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 the dressing room, is he? You'd hope not. No, he's probably fucking battering Robbo because they all fucking scream at him, don't he, for everything, and Sven just gets away with murders. Yeah. Um, One diff- thing that was different about yesterday's derby, I don't know if it was because there was no fans. You got no fans? <laughs> no, definitely. It was flat straight away from yeah. our perspective. The players didn't look like they'd die for it, which they in a derby is normally the bare minimum that you get from Liverpool. And go back and watch the penalty, the Sigurdsson penalty. I don't know if you noticed this, but someone pointed it out to me. When he hits the pen, Trent and Wan Alden on the edge of the box. They don't even follow it in at all. They just stand there. I haven't noticed. saves that. Sigurdsson taps it in easily. Yeah. He didn't move. I didn't see that. I didn't. I'll have to watch it again. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing or not, but they, they were in their own world. Like... And yeah. They, if that if he keeps that pen out, it's still one 0 and you've got ten minutes to go and you can get something out of that game. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you see that? Allison after the game with Pickford that picture that's going round? No, no. No. So after the game, Allison's got his arm round Pickford, like they're covering their mouths, laughing and joking. You can see them smiling, walking off together, arm in arm, and Klopp's behind them both, and he's just giving Allison daggers, mate. Like the form he's been in, the the points he's cost us. Forever and to get that win yesterday after 22 years, fourth loss on the on the run. By the way, it's the worst form me and you have seen in our lives. You know, there's, yeah. there's no worst form. We yeah. haven't lost four on the run in uh, 98 years until yesterday. So here's another stat for your ass. But Allison's fucking arm in arm with Pickford. Give him a fucking blowjob when you get back in the fucking changes, mate. Don't be doing it when we're all watching. Probably fucking did, but that's it's a job in it for half of the years. Like yeah. Apart, having kittens over that. Yeah, that's 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 a shocker. That shouldn't be doing that. Um, you know, maybe shouldn't even be doing it in the changes. You know, have have a gab with them, perhaps, but don't do it in front of the cameras. That's just that's criminal. That. Um, and Allison's not a good penalty saver. He just he's isn't. Just... Um, so I mean, Trent there, there's no excuse, but he's probably given the penalty away uh, a non-penalty. So he's probably like that, that. This is fucking shit. This like spitting his dummy out a bit. That's why he didn't react, but. Wijnaldum just turns up when he wants to, and I don't know, but um, it was a really good accurate penalty, but I thought Alisson still maybe should have done better on it yeah, due, I to, said that. due to the pace of the ball. Yeah. But um, we usually would have won anyway, so it, it's irrelevant. So, yeah. Deserved win. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, another bad referee and decision. I heard a stat about VAR saying we've had 11 bad decisions go against us this year. And it's more than anybody in the whole of the last calendar season. But it doesn't it doesn't mean nothing. Like 
Salah beyond 21 goals if it weren't for VAR this year. He said himself he hates VAR. But there's too many excuses going on, and I hate it. I, I just think you've got we've got our normal front three in the team. How many goals have they scored this year? So, you know, suck a dick. Like I'm not I'm not having all these excuses all the time about injuries. There's too much of that going on where it's like FSG out, this, that, and the other. There's 11 players on the pitch. Once they go on the pitch, clock can't do football. He cannot do football. It's on them players to, to win that game and to step up. Like Jamie said, the minimum you'd expect to die for the team on them days. Um, and I suppose by having evidence reaction after it, you could see Duncan Ferguson. He's like a fucking kid who's just seen his first breast, isn't he, on the touchline? Like he's fucking he's made up. He's, he's, he's giddy, isn't he? I remember like he had a Fuck off. Dickhead. When you say that there, though, it's like clock leaves them to go on it. There must be a contrast at some point with the players where someone like, um, I don't know, usually with the goalkeepers when they, or the defence, they, they force the defence to play. Sometimes defenders must just want to kick it out and the goalies must want to. But how confined are they to managerial tactics? So when you say that it's up to the players on the pitch, but... Sometimes, do you think players have to play within themselves? Because if they just go and basically have freedom or they try and do something that they shouldn't do, they might get a bollocking and then we are therefore more conservative. Yeah, potentially. I know when um, we beat West Ham, he brought Shakiri off and Shakiri just done that assist for Salah and Klopp was bollocking him about something. Um, and he has, he has those players that he'll do that to, but you never see him bollocking fucking Wijnaldum, do you? You know, because he's just a teacher's bitch, isn't he, like Alana? He'll do what Klopp says to the letter, and Klopp will love that. And I'm not a Klopp, I'm not saying Klopp out, I'm, I'm not, I really don't want Klopp to go anywhere. That's just idiotic if you say that. But the board will have to say to him at the start of next season, what's the recovery plan then? And they'll have to be conversations at, if this was any other club in world football, He'd be sacked after that. After them ten games, he'd be sacked. Yeah, Mourinho yeah. won't be far off it now, surely. I know. I mean, you, you don't want Klopp sacked, though, do you? Like just no, not at all. He's gonna have to justify it, isn't he? He can't. He can't just be like right. No conversation needs to be had. Like you know, you're gonna have to have a word with the manager and say, look, what you need? What can we do? What was the issue? You know, in the main. And, yeah. you know, people are saying about the training. Is the training too rigorous? Because we're playing so often. To train like Klopp wants you to train, we're playing three times a week. Do you need to adjust that? And I don't know. Because he got a whole host of injuries when we first joined the club, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. When he started the training with them. They were injured every other week. Yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, I think we're probably in the position where he's going to just stick with the front three again for another year based on merit of what we've done previously. Um, and the front three might have another good year next year. It could just be a blip because you've had many bad defending champions, you know, Chelsea, um, Arsenal in 05. Leicester, but, but yeah, Leicester, don't, don't quote me on Arsenal there, but it could just be a seasonal blip. We don't know. But one thing's for certain, the age they're at, they are going to eventually start to decline naturally anyway. But it wouldn't surprise me. If a big team a, like a, a big like Barcelona, Madrid do come in for Salah this summer and just say, "Look, there's one twenty million. 
And if he goes, we, then we are really up shit creek. You know, I don't know. I mean, from an Everton perspective, is there any players that you worry about might leave in the summer just, just on a random one? And, and you're really like, not fucked, but it, it sets you back a year or so. Do you think anyone might come in for your players? I'm not that worried about it. There's no one who I think's at risk of leaving that we're so heavily reliant on. Like Richarlison could go, but we haven't relied on him this season. He's actually been he's had a very poor season. He's been brilliant the last two games, but he's he's had a poor season. We'd be fucked if Calvert Lewin went, but I can't see him going. This is his like break proper breakout season. I think he's got a couple more years before we th- even think about selling him if a big offer comes in. And then Lucas Dean would be the other one, but he's about to sign a new contract, so I'm not worried about him going. I think um, Calvert-Lewin's your best signing under Mashiri. One and a half million from Sheffield, was it? Like, yeah. what What a signing that is. You know, if he, if he goes on to do some, um, a few more of these goal-scoring seasons, he'll be one, your best, one of your best signings ever. Yeah. David's gone there. Just says David. I know. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. Yeah. But, um, uh, it's hard to schedule an update on me. Oh, well, I mean... I'm not too worried because I think if we do get into the Europa League, I think the likes of Richarlison and Daniel will give us one more year at least. Yeah. In the hope that... I can't see any of them going from Everton. You know, you you can see the plan. Ancelotti's there. There's, you know, there is signs of growth. You're going to get European football next season. You're still in the FA Cup as well, aren't you? Yeah, we've got City in the quarters, so... You're going to have to beat them at some point, aren't you? If you want to win yeah. that, you're going to have to beat them anyway, so you may as well get them out the way now. Like, imagine you just won, you just won the FA Cup and got top six. Like, what a fucking season that is, but I don't think there'll be, there'll be any risk with that. The only reason I'd like to go into the Europa League, and it, it, it'd be like... It'd be, imagine, like, fans and all that were back next season and, like, we got Everton in, like, the quarters or the semis of the Europa League. Like, that'd be... Or even the final, like... That'd be sick if, if like the city, if we both got in the Europa League and we progressed through. But um, I can't see any Everton players going. And with DCL, if you look around Europe, there's not many teams that would play to his strengths anyway. They're all ticky tacker, aren't they? And hmm. I think he's at the right club for the way he wants to play. And Big Dunks had a big impact on his style of play, hasn't he? I know he, he's coached them a lot yeah. uh, in the more aggressive and physical elements of the game. But I don't think Everton will have a a risk of losing anyone this year, this year. Maybe Luca Dean, but as you say, if he's got a new contract on the table, then he's, he's sound, isn't he? He might be all right at Madrid, uh, Atletico Madrid, Calvert-Lewin, like a sort of Simeone type player. Like a Costa type. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I don't know. I think he's will keep everyone anyway, and I don't know who he's will sign. Like, have you got anyone that you'd go for, particularly for yourselves? Um... Well, I think I mentioned Max Aaron's earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, the right back, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Romero on a free from United because we, we tried to sign him in the summer and United didn't want to let him go to us because they felt we were a threat this season, which is a shame. He hasn't he hasn't played a single minute this season. He's not his third choice, isn't he? Well, they recalled Dean Henderson and then they swap him in the Gaia, don't they? With the Gaia still having the lion's share of the games, so. Um, but... But the biggest issue for me this summer is how much we'll be able to spend because we're up shit creek with financial fair play because um, we've made such huge losses the last few years. So I don't think we've got much room to manoeuvre in terms of spending anymore. So Your average net spend 60 mil um, on a seasonal basis. like So, yeah, you're probably going to have to 
get some uh, wiggle room or something there and try and play with what you've got. But I always say the best signing a team can make is keeping everyone if, if on the back of a good season. Mm. So it's just backfired on us this year. But as long as you keep everyone, that's the main thing. Yeah. Just going back to what you said about getting a 120 million offer for Salah, would you not consider? I, I would have. I would have last year, but not now because... Say we finished third this year, someone comes in for Salah, he goes, we're in the Champions League um, and we've got the money. It gives us ammunition to to seriously go for Mbappe, go for a Sancho, go for a Haaland. But if that did happen this year, we'll languish in eighth, Salah fucks off. We'll still sign a big replacement. Like I say, money talks, but it won't be the same. It won't have the same effect. And then that player will have loads of pressure on him. And that rarely works where the, the, the new deputy comes in and, and takes over. It's too much pressure. So I wouldn't I, sell I, I wouldn't sell him like, not now. No. Sorry. I wouldn't sell him now. No, he's too valuable. He's a points machine. I look at it a bit like Coutinho. Um, if we were to sell Salah, it would be because of financial, obviously. Um, you know, we would then be able to reinvest that money like we did by getting Van Dijk and Allison when Coutinho went. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, re-signing Coutinho on loan. And I would have done that, to be honest, because I think we're missing that type of player. But I don't want Salah to go. I really don't want him to go. Um, if you were to ask me, like, what, you know, would, would you, what player would you want to buy? I'd buy, like, I'd buy Harvey Barnes from Leicester and I'd play Salah as a nine. And I'd have Barnes on the left, Mane on the right and Salah down the middle. And I'd have obviously Jota, you know, challenging the front three or even getting games over Mane and what have you, because I'm a big fan of that, that Barnes. Um, I think he's done brilliant for Leicester and he's a proper powerful kid. He's not like fast like Mane fast. He's fast like um remember like when Barkley was in his prime for Everton and he'd run and you just couldn't stop him. He was too big and powerful to stop. He's kind of like that, but down the left. I don't I wouldn't sell Salah if I if I had any choice, but if they said it's the only way you're going to be able to strengthen, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do in that scenario. Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's um, it's having the foresight because if you sell them, are you actually going to strengthen or are you stronger with them? It's you don't really know, do you? It's but yeah, I, we've mentioned Barnes on this before, and I like him myself. Um, he is a proper Klopp player, isn't he? and he's another one that Klopp would try and bring on, but. Apart from Thiago, he's the only established player we've signed, really, to my knowledge, in the last few years, who's actually at the peak of his powers. But Bob. Oh, Fabinho at Monaco, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and actually Van Dijk, so there's loads. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Allison Allison as well. <laughs> so forget that. I'd, I don't know. I I'd would just, if I could, maybe it's too fantasy football-esque, but like I say, I'd, I'd be going for Haaland. And um, he's that good where you'd have to change the system a bit. I wouldn't really be focused on signing more players to specifically fit our system because sometimes the system's a dead rubber and we need a, another player who offers something differently. Um, but Klopp had Lewandowski, didn't he? And Obama Young. And they're both out-and-out out clinical nines. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he just fell into having Firmino, so I don't really get that, but... Do you know who's a who'd be available this season? And he's a he's a midfielder. You mentioned it around defensive midfielders. Can't say because he's not no he's not fancy that Chelsea. You know he's not in the starting lineup now a lot of the time. Tuchel doesn't fancy him. 
I reckon there's stuff going on behind the scenes, but he'd be available, you know. Imagine him at Liverpool or even imagine him at Everton, you know. He, he, he makes any team better him. Yeah, perfect signing now, I think of that, because it that might be the type of signing where you spend like 30 mil on him, but he makes the front three tick again because of all yeah, the way. Really, wouldn't he, for Chelsea yeah. when they signed him? Yeah, so maybe that's a good idea. But, um, I'll just let Jürgen now, I'll give him a belt, say, yeah, who's a favourite? I can't sign and goal up. players, I like that Pedro Neto for Wolves. Yeah, he's quality. Yeah. You've got a good few players like that, Wolves. There's an article on The Athletic a few years ago saying how Wolves played football manager and won. Like they, they yeah. pretty much did basically with all the Portuguese players that you've got. But yeah. He's only 21 as well, Neto. And he said, hasn't he, he wants to be the best in the world. But you know, when you're talking about the Euros, a Portugal like maybe joint favourites to win it this season? Like look at the squad. I know. I'd probably agree with that, yeah. Like, there's not many better than them. And they've still got Ronaldo like doing it at 36, who's the obvious one, and Jota will be fit again. Um, remember that player they had as well? The the Renato Sanchez. I was gonna say the one with the dreadlocks, but he was supposed to be the next big thing, then just went off the uh, the face of the earth. Like. Yeah, he went to Swansea alone, didn't he? Which you thought was a bit mad. Had that laugh. There was that footage of him where he's at Stamford Bridge and he just passes the ball to the um the billboard. As <laughs> yeah. I asked that. Yeah. Um an interesting situation, Evan in the summer is gonna be Moyes Keane. What happens with him? Oh yeah, he's Doing well at PSG, any? But yeah. he's got that in him. That's not a surprise because you signed him from Juve, and there were some question marks. Like, well, he must—he mustn't have the right attitude if they're willing to let him go. And when you let when they um, let him go, he was one of the young prospects of Europe. But last season, he was just hit and miss. Like, he wasn't really shit, was he? It was just he was doing the right things, but he couldn't finish. Yeah, I'm in between him. Did he? not get a consistent run of games enough and not get enough of a chance. Part of me thinks that, but then I see, like, when you come on as a sub for 20 minutes, you've still got to do something to impress. Yeah, yeah. He's very direct. He's, you know. get that chance. He's like Dave on five a side when he scores. You do that celebration, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> In, on the pitch on Everton Road. <laughs> do you reckon Keane, no signing, has galvanised Calvert-Lewin because... You know, they signed a £27 million starlet who's renowned for being the next big thing. Yeah. He comes into the team. Calvert-Lewin's performances go through the roof. He gets dropped and then gets loaned out. And I'm not saying he's done it on purpose because I don't think Everton is that strategic from being 100% honest. Brilliant, Brant. <laughs> do, do you think that that, 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 helped, that signing and how it's panned out has helped DCL? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it may well have done. Um, but Calvert-Lewin has, has been boss since Ancelotti came in yeah he came in in December 2019 and that second half of the season Calvert-Lewin just took off yeah he, like you said he scored 14 goals last season I think 11 or 12 and then probably came after Ancelotti came in so I think he went went into this season as being the number one regardless of whether Moise Keane was there but it, it was an interesting loan move because it left us with with only Calvert-Lewin really is the the only option up front because Richarlison yeah. usually plays on the left so he's not really out and out number nine and the only other striker we had was Chantosin who's useful <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking hell 
an Allardyce special. <laughs> the interesting yeah. thing about Keane is he's playing on the right at the moment for PSG. He played on the right against Barcelona, so maybe he could do that role for us and play with Calvert-Lewin. Who knows? But I think it was a good low move from Everton as well, to be fair. If if they're looking at to recoup the money for him, he sent him to PSG where he was always going to get loads of chances to score because of the players he's playing with. Also mm-hmm. playing against poor opposition every week <laughs> in the French League, so... Well, he's one of them players he'll probably flourish in Europe because he clearly does have ability. And if PSG were to buy him, like he's not really, I wouldn't say he's flopped at Everton. It's just style of play might not have suited him. The uh, culture over here might not have suited him. I think Ferguson done him dirty though in that United game. Like that was just uncalled for. Yeah. Mm. Like, there was no need yeah, for that. It could be something similar with Hudson Adoy yesterday. Yeah. I see that, yeah. Yeah, it's a strange one. I don't think it, a lot was made of that, but I don't think he reacted negatively to it. I think he started the next game, always keen, mm. and played really well, actually. Um, well, credit to him then. But yeah, like that, that that's a bar, isn't it? There's not much else to really cover there. I don't think at the minute Liverpool will get top four. And do you think you guys will? Do you think you'll actually breach it seriously? This no, week? if I had to put my neck on the line, I'd say no. I think we'll get Europa League, but. I think that's it for this season. Yeah, interesting then. Well, um, we'll leave it there and um, we'll we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>